Um, I'm a mother of four children um, uh, between the ages of five, they're five years apart. And um, going to school was an absolute occasion for us. We'd pack all their reading books, their pump bags, their instruments, their pack lunches up and off we'd set. Now, if we went the long way, there was a little wall about two feet high that they used to like to climb onto and balance across. And I would hold them and they would all go like ducks in a row. Um, but every now and again, they'd have to jump off the wall, walk round and jump back on again. Because at, at spaces in between were trees. Now, these trees were actually planted in the meadow, original meadow, behind a seven-foot wall. And they'd actually built the wall round the trees because they were so big. But the roots hadn't stopped growing and the tree hadn't stopped growing and the roots had lifted the pavement and lifted this wall and knocked the wall down at certain places. And the tree had not stayed in the meadow but branched out into the street. And it not only was doing that, it was merging the meadow and the street together in one world because the wall had dropped down. So as we're looking at being walls down, roots down, I want to merge the two together. So roots down, walls down become one thing together. And we're going to look at Zechariah 6, chapter 6, verse 11 and 13. And it says, Here is the man whose name is the branch, and he will branch out from this place and build the temple of the Lord. It is he who will build the temple of the Lord. He'll be clothed in majesty and will sit and will rule and sit on his throne. And he will be a priest on his throne. And there will be harmony between the two. Or one version says between the two roles. So we see the branch. Now in this passage, it's actually talking about the Messiah, who is Jesus. The branch was a picture through the Bible of the Messiah coming. And Jesus here is pictured as the priest building a temple or a church. A priest ministering to heaven, a priest who's that, that place where heaven meets earth, who, who ministers to heaven and, to, and is a place where um, people come and hear from God, but also God speaks to his people. And we also see Jesus as a place of, um, on a throne, sat in rest, but ruling in authority, with earthly influences, building kingdom, branching out into the community and beyond. There's harmony between the two, the priest and the king. We also see ourselves as priests and kings. It says in Revelation 1, verse 5 and 7, To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, he has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, and we're just going to spend some time looking at what it means to be kings and priests and how we can merge these two roles together. So the priest has an eternal outlook and is rooted into heavenly truths, roots down. The role of the priest is to worship and pray, to spend time before God, to be the point heaven touches earth, to represent God to people. And Jesus was called the great high priest. He knew God since the beginning of the world. And yet what astounds me was the fact that he seems to need to take time to maintain his spiritual roots, his heavenly outlook, his roots in the word. 
So just as Jessica so kindly read for me, <laughs> um, we see at Jesus' baptism, a voice comes from heaven and says, this is my son and in whom I am well pleased. And Jesus could have gone through his whole ministry on just that one line. But he doesn't. That's not enough. He roots himself in the word. When Jesus is 12, we find he gets lost and is in Jerusalem. And where is he? He's in the temple learning. He's not preaching. He's asking questions. He's learning. We see through his ministry, him coming out with verses, not opening at all. He must have memorized all these verses, been churning on them. And after his baptism, he goes off for 40 days and 40 nights. He's meditating. He's praying. He's asking God. He's putting his roots down deep. And all the way through his ministry, you see him withdrawing to places, putting his roots down deep in heaven again. If Jesus needs to spend time putting his roots in heavenly realities to keep himself secure in, in the place of priesthood, how much do I need to do that? How much do we need to do that? It's not enough to stay on emotions. It's not enough to stay on the latest word. But it's for us to put our roots down. And Jesus said very clearly when he was um, in the desert, he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And he submits himself to the word of God and lives his life round the Torah, round what's coming out of God's mouth. And same with us, we should submit ourselves to God's word as priests and learn what what it means, what it asks questions, come to Bible hubs, uh, family hubs, ask questions, ask questions of our friends and family, learn, see what principles God's got in his heart for us. Because sometimes we can make our own God up in our own head, out of our own knowledge, out of the stories we've had as children or teenagers or youths. And they're lovely stories and they're great. But as we grow into maturity, as the trees grow and our roots go down, that's not enough to sustain us. We have to keep on learning, keep on asking, keep on putting our roots down in the word. So we need to be heavenly grounded in our inner man. Um, we are all priests. We are all commissioned to be priests. How amazing. All commissioned to be that place where heaven comes to earth, where people can see God in us, where we can be the voice of God to our communities. And right now, in, in lockdown, there's so much despair, so much um, people getting confused. There's news coming. People are, are sitting down at home, not much influence outside. And it's so important right now to ground ourselves in heavenly realities so we're not overwhelmed by what we see on earth, by fear and by confusion. But we lift our eyes high and we put our eyes on heaven and our roots in the word and we build ourselves up on that. Like it says in the Bible, the, the word is like a mirror. And if that mirror gets dusty, we have to keep cleaning it to find out who we really are. What is our identity as priests? Who are we? So right now I'm asking each of us, including myself, to take an honest look at our lives. How much are we listening to what's going around? How much are we imbibing our world around us? How much Netflix are we watching? News, gossip, stories? How much time is our heart set on what's around us? And how much focus are we setting on heaven? How much are we really standing in our priestly role in the heavenly places and bringing heaven to earth, bringing his kingdom down? How much time are we spending? Where is our heart lying? How much is our intention? When we write our to-do list, is there space for God as we write our meal times and our date nights? Where is God's space in our lives as priests?
So that's priests. So let's look at the kingly role that we are asked to do. Now, this is one of influence and authority out in the community, out in our workplace, out in our neighbourhoods and our streets. And Jesus was king of kings and lord of lords. And he brought a new kingdom, a kingdom where people thought he was going to come and overthrow the, the um, Roman authorities and be a bit of an uh, upstart. But he comes in peace. And the kingdom of God is an upside down kingdom. And in the Beatitudes, we see that the people who are grieving, those who are poor, those who are hungry, those who are righteous, they're the ones that are blessed and happy. It's not like our world. It's not the rich and the famous and the fashionable and the clever. It's different. It's an upside down, topsy-turvy world. And he calls us to be upside down kings. And again, you are all commissioned as kings. You all sit at his right hand. You all have authority. So how does it look to be a king with influence? It's up to us to change the ethos around us, to change the atmosphere, to be a voice to the voiceless, standing in the gap for people who feel invisible, to be the advocate, to bring in systems and influences that change the world around us and aren't just spoken words. We will be clothed in majesty. What does that look like? The verse says you'll be clothed in majesty. But we can see in Colossians 3 verse 12, Therefore as God chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. We clothe ourselves because we're no longer babies. We don't expect someone else to clothe us. It's our responsibility. But as we put on our identity as kings and priests, and especially kings, in our majesty, our majesty is not one of lording it over people and power. It's one of compassion and kindness, humility and gentleness in our places of influence that we show a topsy-turvy world this kind of power and this kind of powerful love into our communities. So we are priests and we are kings and there's harmony between the two. And we can branch out so that there is no, there's no line between the two. We sit on our throne as kings, but we're priests in the world. We sit from a place of rest and identity, but we bring the heaven, heaven into the earth. So what does this practically look like as the tree puts its roots down, roots down and walls down? We break the walls down so the meadow comes into the street. It looks like a place where people belong before they believe. You can't see the difference. Where we take our ethos and our spirituality into our streets and neighbourhoods and workplaces. Where we bring the kingdom of God down, not only in the church, but also in Huddersfield and Brighouse and Halifax where we bring our caring heart of love everywhere, where people join family hubs who aren't Christians, people build relationships where we go out into the streets and bring soup and bread and fridges and whatever people need, food, help, love. We generously give of the God inside us. There's a flow into the church and a flow out from the church and the meadow becomes a street and the street becomes a meadow. Now, what we need to do is if we want to break down the walls like the trees, we need to drink like trees. Now, when you bring flowers home, um, when I go and pick them up from Tesco's when they're doing their fair share, where I go pick up all the food that would go to landfill, some of the flowers look a bit 
look a bit droopy. They've not been sat in water, they're drooping, they look ill. In scientific terms, when a plant drinks, it pulls, it has like straw cells inside, it pulls the um, liquid up, the, the nutrients, and its cells become flaccid, either flaccid or turgid. Flaccid is when there is no liquid, and the cell, cell walls fall away, and it comes weak and droopy, and hence you get flowers that droop. But turgid is when the tree or the flower is just keeping on drinking, keeping on drinking, so much so there's no more space for any, so it becomes so absorbed that the walls become hard and it can't accommodate any more water, turgid. Now, we like to have um, times when we eat well, like Christmas, but trees aren't like that. They are continually drinking. Their roots are down and they are continually bringing up nutrients and water. And all the time they're evaporating out into the society, out into the community. And we, it's time for us to be like trees. Not expecting superhero thing, things for us to do. We're not asking, God's not asking us to do superhero events. He's asking us to continually be full of him, continually drink. And just as you can get blue orchids because the water they've been in is blue and it comes out in their flower. So we're to be trees that because our roots are deep in heaven, when we drink, heaven comes out of us. It evaporates out of us. So let's be, flat, let's be turgid and not flaccid. And if we feel droopy and weak and tired, let's seriously take stock of how much have we been drinking the minerals of heaven and the waters of heaven this week? How much can we get our roots down and start drinking again and just be so full of the Holy Spirit once more that we manage to stand up tall and lift our heads up high again? So let's break through life, our boundaries of life. So we find that Jesus in Mark, his first three chapters, he didn't go out and find carpenters like him. He went out and found fishermen, um, uh, tax collectors, politicians, a thief, to be the people who followed him, a businessman. And then from there, with his motley crew of people, he went out and found prostitutes and families and Romans and Samaritans and rulers and beggars. Let's break down the walls of who we feel we should minister to, who we feel we should give love to. I was really challenged by... Um, the Bible studies from um, on, online this week, and they were talking about Beatitudes. And um, one of them said, do you choose who you show mercy to? Are there people that you feel deserve mercy and people you don't think deserve mercy? And in the branches, we're going out and serving community. It challenged me because sometimes it's like we feel that people might ask for food parcels who have got money, but we love them anyway. We're choosing to love people anyway. We also, we do have a strict contingency of asking them questions and finding out, but we're always going to get people through the gaps. But it doesn't matter because it's still heaven going out. It's still our life and our, our um, priestly ministry of heavenly people going out into the community and breaking down those walls of love and kindness. Um, so even with um, the people that, because this is my world here and I can only speak for my, and you've got your own ministry areas into your own workplaces and neighbourhoods and streets. For here, I've gone out of my way to find people not like me. I was brought up in a white middle-class um, society. 
um, with good education. And it's so easy to find people and talk to people like myself. But I'm trying to find out people who aren't like me, those who are poor, who have nothing, those who have been abused or violent relationships, those who have not had any education, those who can't read and write, those from other countries, trying to find ways of reaching out to them and loving them and breaking walls down, breaking boundaries down. So I want to recap. You are priests. Put your roots into heaven and don't be so swayed by earth. Talking to myself too. You are kings. Stand up in the identity of who you are with your authority and, and your inheritance for heavenly things and your influence in society. And let's merge the two together. Let's bring heaven into earth's kingdom and let's break down those walls. I'd like to just finish with a, um, a quote from Jean Vanier. It says, today, more than ever before, we are called to be more conscious of the fundamental unity of the human family and to help each group of people to find their identity and place in it and to grow in openness towards others. The question for every person and community is how to remain rooted in the soil of one's faith and one's identity in one's community and at the same time to grow and give life to others and to receive from them. So can I just pray for us all? Father God, we accept your commissioning and your role as priests, that we will worship you with all our hearts, that we will love you, that we will put our roots into your word and into you and find our source and our inner strength from you, that we accept our commission as kings, that we stand in influence in our society, in our communities, in our job places, and we will influence people with a rule that comes from an upside-down kingdom of peace and gentleness and love. And God, we want to merge the two together. God, so the priest becomes the king, and the king becomes the priest, and the influence is spiritual. And we accept people's help, and we give help. And we receive from others, but we also help others. And Father, may your kingdom come in this place. May your will be done, just on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.